0: Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, and welcome to Deep Leadership. I'm your host, John Rennie. Well, I hope all is well with you today. This is another special Wednesday morning episode brought to you by our new sponsor, Jeremy Clevenger Fitness, who we featured on episode 145. If you haven't heard that episode, I encourage you to go back and take a listen, especially if you're struggling to get and stay in shape as a busy leader. I have another great show lined up for you today, but before we get started, I just want to remind you to take a look at the leadership books on my website. I've written three leadership books, and I recommend you start with I Have the Watch first. It's filled with 22 short stories that will help you become a leader worth following. It's a quick read, and most people finish it in less than three hours. It's also available in Kindle and on Audible, so you can listen in when you're in the car or while you're working out, and a Spanish version is also in the works, so check out all my books either on Amazon or on my website, johnsrenny.com. Also, I wanted to mention that Deep Leadership is now ranked in the top 2.5% most popular shows out of 3 million podcasts globally, according to ListenScore. We're also closing in on the top 100 management shows in the U.S., so I wanted to thank each and every one of you for listening in every week and sharing these episodes with your friends. You have helped this podcast grow into a top-performing show, so thank you very much. Well, that is it. Today, we're going to be talking about how to build a more powerful life and career, and my guest is Kapil Kostresta. Kapil is the author of Play It Full, Seven Steps to Unlock Your Extraordinary Career. Kapil had a decent career working for Microsoft and Cognizant, but he felt like he was running on a treadmill of mediocrity, so he made a change. He left corporate life, lost a ton of weight, and created a better life for himself. And Now, if you're feeling stuck in your life and career, this is your episode. So, Are you ready to dive in? Let's get started. Welcome to the Deep Leadership Podcast. Today I'm joined by Kapil Postresta. Kapil is a TEDx speaker, best selling author, executive coach. After 22 years in senior leadership positions in major corporations, he left his job to help others step into their best life and lead powerful careers. He's the author of Play It Full Seven Steps to Unlock Your Extraordinary Career. He helps people find their power zone and build a life of impact, abundance, and joy. And I'm excited to talk to him about what he's learned through this experience. So Kapil, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much, John. John, really excited, really super excited. Thank you for having me here today.
0: Yeah, it's an honor to have you on the show. And uh, we talked a little bit before we got started. I did 22 years in corporate as well. You did 22 years. So we have a similar journey, similar path. So I'm kind of interested to, to hear what you learned. So. So start us off and tell us your story. You worked in senior management for two major corporations, Microsoft and and uh, Cognizant. And, uh, but you felt like you were running on a treadmill of mediocrity. And that's that, that hits home when I read that. What happened to you
1: and what did you do about it? Yeah, look, I would take you back a little bit uh, for that. For me, I have a twin brother and my twin brother is this academic genius. We both went to engineering at the same time, different colleges. Um, we both did reasonably well in our in our education. We both got ourselves a job, but there was always this, this um entire feeling about being second, playing the second fiddle. Always across my entire life. Now I love my brother. There's no there's no this thing about it, two comms about it. Like anybody who has a twin brother, like it's like I've spent 50 years with this guy, right? So <laughs> I love him. But at the same time, because of the environment, home environment, you see somebody around you who's really so good at what he does. There's always that comparison. And you start saying, OK, I'm smaller. I'm simple. I'm I'm just playing second fiddle. And that's what happened in my life as one of the biggest pattern that I was always playing second fiddle. And a job, how it came out was that I just had to, I would, I would never go beyond a certain point. I always thought, yeah, I'm okay, I'm all right. I have to be like small. I, I wouldn't say I have to be small, but I was like, I'm okay, I'm, I'm all right. And that okay and all right created this entire career, which was filled with 5% of excellence because there was drive inside me, there was energy inside me, there was fire inside me, but 95% of really way below. So what got me to Microsoft in the role of setting up the entire legal ID practice in India was that high peak. And then after that, whoop, down and really down. I got fired from Microsoft. A lot of people get surprised that you get fired for political reasons. I said, no, 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 pure performance. After two and a half years, pure performance reason, I got fired from Microsoft. And I ended up in an, another large company, played good roles there, liked my job at times, and then like my job at times. And it kept on going up and up and up and down and up and down and down, 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 down. So my career was really this kind of a thing. The reason I mentioned this, John, is because a lot of people believe, and especially youngsters, they believe that their career is going to be like up, 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 mm-hmm. They're a little bit it, But most people end up having a relatively mediocre career, when even, even if they know it or not. Whether they are CIOs or CXOs at a young age does not matter. I've had so many clients who are basically at that level of VP level at Cognizant at Microsoft but they are actually playing so second fiddle. They're playing the second step. They're, they're always smaller than capability. And my story was like that. In 2017, I was really done. I was fat. I was upset about every part of my life. I was trying to be, trying to fit into people's, you know, fit, fit with friends, Left for the weekends, somehow just get by another day. My time is done. It's the kids' time, all of those kinds of things, doing everything that you shouldn't do. At work, things are still working out fine, but I was really frustrated. And I I remember re- enrolling myself for a for a personal development program, and I realized that that very night, that day, I still remember that day. It's like such a transformational day for me. That night, I couldn't sleep. It was a Wednesday, International Women's Day in in, in March 2017. Couldn't sleep. And I thought my biggest problem is, I don't think big enough what is one thing I really want is to lose my weight which I was trying for 17 years I very unsuccessfully and that night I asked a question that can a 44 year old man actually have six packs? and that question made me get to a different kind of an answer and that just told me oh yeah it's possible and the very thing that I ate next day I ate the, I, like I, I ate today this morning I lost 16 kg in 16 weeks, I had zero cheat days. I was ashamed of my body, so I couldn't go to the gym. I didn't have a nutritionist. I did everything, but I just followed a regime very strong. And it's not that I'm somebody who basically just has huge self-control. I give to my temptation just like that, but I had zero temptation, I had zero cheat days. I lost my weight, I never looked back. And at the end of it, it was like, personal transform- The transformation is done. What about my actual being? What about my work? Am I really making a difference? If I could do this, what more could I do? Because for the first time, I played the first stop spotter, and that's what changed everything. Left my job and started this journey. That's like in a short about how the transformation <laughs> Yeah, and,
0: and did you have success overnight? Like when you left your job? I mean, you like like me. I mean, I had the safety. I was in the military, and then I then I went into corporate America. Worked for three global companies. There was a safety net in the military. There was a safety net in uh, working for a big corporation, somewhat. Uh, but then, when you go out on your own, you're you're literally no net. You're you're doing it on your own. What was that transition like for you? And was it instant success or did you have ups and downs, failures? Uh, what was that like?
1: I think I had downs only. No, no success. <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, I,
1: uh, for the first year. And I'll just open myself up because that's what happens to people. People think, oh, success is built on top of this. Like you're this amazing person. I was this amazing person. I was a director of this large company. I had a large 600-people team. I was like super-duper amazing guy who was going to take over the entire world the moment I stepped in. And I just stepped into the nothingness and just realized, oops, fell. In my entire year, in my entire year, John, as a full-time coach, I made $17,600. dollars And I used to talk to clients, spend two, three hours with them because there was such a strong sense of insecurity, lack of confidence, because I was like, am I giving value? And I just, just, it was terrible. It was terrible. Impacted my confidence. And here I'm a coach. I'm supposed to be like really this cool, calm, cucumber, amazing guy who was basically internally feeling scared. However, there was one thing which was there. I absolutely knew that this is what I want. I knew that I love people. I was always driven by contribution. I knew that whenever I spoke to a client, I was going with that, with like the deep, deep, deep passion and commitment towards it. And I was producing results for with a little bit, little number of people that I was working with. The thing shifted only in 2019, early when my wife quits her job. She joins full time. Everybody <laughs> in the family was like, Are you guys serious? Like, you know, your daughter is in year 12. Like one of you should stay in the job. All that happened, we came to, into this financial massive problem, which by the way, is one thing that happens to people from middle-class background. No matter where you are a director or a VP or whatever, the moment the monthly paycheck stops because you've been a servant of that, because expenses and every pattern has been met with that, you know, ha- has been aligned with that paycheck, the moment it stops, it's a matter of within a year, everything will fall apart. Mm-hmm. fell apart, came to a situation where we were we count, count we counted that we will have five hundred and sixty three dollars in our bank in two months period if we don't get our shit together and we got ourselves a coach and we I mean imagine how how lack of integrity there was I was a coach and I did not have a coach mm-hmm. it was like completely out of sync mm-hmm. and that started shifting and now like three years later we have about, like we have about 1.5 million dollars worth of business. We just have like, and it's a very small team, just about like four people working together. Me and my wife are coaches, and we we serve people, we help people, we help hundreds of people in corporate world to break through the shackles of mediocrity and really build a very powerful career.
0: Mm, I think that's great.
1: Yeah. You know. Here's yeah, I think
0: the one of the things you mentioned, I think, and I think people sometimes feel trapped. And I was, I was a vice president. I was a vice president for for decades, right? So making good money, but you sort of you feel trapped because, like you say, if you give up that high paying job, you're, you know, in a year that's gone, right? So you 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 you've lived your your lifestyle has increased to that level, right? So you're almost like. Beholden to, to to the corporate, you know, to the corporate gods. You have to stay in place because if you lo- if you step away, you you like you said, everything goes away, and you've got to start from from um, from nothing. And do you see that with some people that are that are afraid to to rock the boat, afraid to uh, leave their companies, afraid to go anywhere? Because again, they have children, they have expenses, they they got they've gotten used to the salary. Do you see that a lot when you're working with uh, clients?
1: Yeah, I I see a lot. I see it it actually every day. I've spoken to about 1,400 people one-to-one, like an hour-long discussion where they sign up for my program. And I see that people have these big, huge, beautiful green dreams. I want to have whatever, let's say physical, 6 packs, body. I want to have a beautiful relationship with a partner and love the world and impact the world. And I want to make a million dollars. People have these big dreams and it's fine. The moment you start talking about the, the constraints, the downward arrows, which is that I have the dream, but I know in the back of my voice, back of this, this head, there's a voice that says, you don't even deserve it, man. Yeah. Like they have deep chains which are holding them back. And the and the and the problem is, and I feel really terrible about is that these are the chains which are so real for them that they just are not able to break it many of the many, many times. The big challenge is that constraints are real. They're present, they are today. I can see them. I can feel them. I can feel in my heart, in my life, in my family, everything. But the dreams are intangible somewhere in the future. And they're not charity. That like, there's no charity that you'll get there. And most people drive their life with statistics. Oh, 90% people, X% percent people make money in stocks. So let me do it. Uh, people make money in real estate. Let me do it. People make money in Bitcoin. Let me do it. What they don't realize is the person who's playing the stock game, the MLN game, the Bitcoin game, and all of it, that person has to be fed. Mm. And that don't do. So, this, both things together, the constraints are real and dreams are intangibles. And second, that statistically driven life, that just causes people to just stay stuck for years and years and years and years and years. Mm. And then they are old and like, I had a chance.
0: So a lot of it is. It sounds like it's fear-based, right? So f- fear of failure, fear fear of success in some cases, fear of what if uh, you know I I may not have everything, but at least I have something. So fear of, of losing out on what little they have, and, and so they miss out on the big because they're holding on to the little, right? Is that is some of the, so it's mostly fear-based, I imagine.
1: Yeah, yeah fear-based, and and look, here's the thing: fear will always be there. Fear will always be there. What if I I'm in this podcast? What if I don't make any difference? What if I just basically mumble my m- m- mumble away to glory? What if I don't use the right tense? Fear will always be there. A little bit will be there. But fear has to be overcome, overcome. And you still have to go through it because of because of clarity and conviction that, you know, I know this is what I want in life. But what happens to most people, we have this definition of success. And look, don't get me wrong, by the way, I think everybody should be making amazing amount of money. I believe everybody should be having beautiful relationship with, with every part of their life and have an amazing amazing body. Everybody should have it. There's, why not? But at the same time, it's just going towards a direction which basically seems somebody else's definition of success. It's not worth it. Because you arrive there and you're like, what's the point of this whole thing? Which is what mm-hmm. happened to me. Probably what happened to you with amazing success in corporate life. You're like, is this it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I realized too, is that I was sort of a big fish in a small pond, even though I worked for these big companies, I was, you know, I was big inside the world of that company. I stepped outside in the real world and I was a little fish in a big, <laughs> big world. And I, had, you know, and I had no, I didn't build my, who who I was outside of that world. And, you know, um, I know, You've you, in some of your stuff, you talk about uh, Grant Cardone. And one of the things that I read in one of his books was this idea of like income streams, you know, multiple income streams. I, no one ever taught me about that. Right. I had one income stream and that was my job in corporate. Right. So so I was beholden to one paycheck. And so so my mindset was you know kind of old fashioned you get a job you work for a big company you retire you get the gold watch that was your that was the way you did life right and uh, i think what you realize and what i realized is that there's life outside of that that um uh the, kind of a prepackaged way to live your life there's life outside of that and i think that's what you've discovered and you're trying to help people understand that you can be yeah. successful inside the company or outside the company, but you you've got to you've got to let go of some of the things that are holding you back. Absolutely. Yeah. So you've written a book called Play It Full. Why did you feel like you, you wanted to put some of these ideas into a book? Who's it for? Who who are the people that, that should read this book?
1: Yeah. So anybody who's in the corporate life should read this book. There's a story of a, um if the name is fictional, the person is real. The name actually is 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 Gobi. Um, it happened to me, one of one of my one of my teammates. And th- so the story is all it's a very real story of this guy. And honestly, when I promoted him after that duration, for me, you know, it was, it just, it just kind of it still kills me when I think about it that he took that promotion as a favor. Mm. So this book is for those people who really feel that they have more capability in their life. They can do a lot more, but they're stuck in this cocoon. This book is for those people who are like, who've reached a point, they are successful, and they're like. Is this it? Am I is this all I all I all I accounted for in my life? It, it's for those people and completely transform the way they they look at their life because we talk about this concept of of play of of the triangle of life, which is your your health, your physical and, and mental and emotional health, and your relationship with yourself first, and then with the community, with the family, with the community, the world. And then your achievement segment, which is about the money you make, the impact you make. And everything can be made big rather than making Mm -hmm. this. So the balance, like it breaks away that entire perspective of balance that, you know, this is boring. Like being on a seesaw is a really boring thing. It has to move. Like, so this book book is really, really all about that. We wrote it three years back, more than three years back. So a lot has changed. It has yeah. evolved a lot. And that's why people people need to be a part of my tribe and look at it. But yeah, it's a, it's I, I wrote it for those people like myself. And the only thing I do, by the way, is what I went through, what I saw for myself. That's the only thing I do. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Jeremy Clevenger Fitness. As a high-performing leader, you know that leadership isn't about telling people what to do. It's about leading by example. And for most people, the one area they are lacking when it comes to leading by example is their health and fitness. By improving your health and fitness, every other area of your life improves. But how do you get and stay fit as a busy leader? Well, you do what you've always done. You hire the best person for the job. Now, don't struggle on your own. Put Jeremy Clevenger on your team. Jeremy will work with you to help take your physique, mindset, nutritional habits, and more to the next level with his step-by-step, all-inclusive coaching program. Now, I've worked with Jeremy for the past year, and I'm in the best shape of my life. So if you want to step up your game... Reach out to Jeremy at JeremyClevengerFitness.com to find out more and get your initial consultation scheduled with him today. This episode is brought to you by the Fraternity of Excellence. The Fraternity of Excellence is an online and real world community for men who are looking to improve in all areas of their lives. The men of FOE are working together to become better husbands, fathers, and leaders at work and in their communities. They live by a simple philosophy as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Now, I've been a member for more than three years, and for me, I finally found a brotherhood of men that I was missing from my time in the military. Now, I love being around guys who are dedicated to becoming a better version of themselves. So if you're interested in becoming a man of excellence as well, go to fraternityofexcellence.com or you can reach out directly to me to learn more. You, you tell the story in the introduction about, I guess, like uh, an employee named Todd, you call him in the book. But just when, you, when I read that story, I saw so many people that I worked with in that same position. And, you know, I, I, I don't know if I got the story all right, but for years and years, you know, he would get sort of subpar performance reviews because his manager had requirements that they had a you know a bell curve and you can only have a certain amount of people in certain areas. So, so he had like kind of not quite high enough uh, performance reviews to get promoted, but just good enough, you know, and then um and then you, thinking that he was going to get Finally, get promoted. Then he has a new boss, and then they start all over from from ground zero. So here's somebody who came into the company excited, enthusiastic, thought he was going to change the world, and then got into the corporate grind and the you know this, you know this this bell curve of of performance reviews, and just found himself like, what am I doing here? You know. And he finally got an opportunity to get to get an advancement, and you know it's like little, it's like too little, too late. Is that? I don't know if I'm summarizing that story, but I just feel I felt. I've seen many of my employees fall into that. I've been the guy that had to give the low review because I couldn't, you know, because of the bell curve that came down from corporate. I saw that. I mean, you know, that's that's tough for people to deal with that in their lives.
1: Yeah. And and there's only one, you got it, you got it completely right, John. There's only one part which is there, which is basically this guy was the blue-eyed boy in the beginning. Yeah. And he did high rating, but then, oh, this year the budget is low. Mm. So even when he had the high enough rating, the budget is low, and he got just compressed and compressed and compressed. Worst thing, I don't remember if I put it in the book or not in detail, but worst thing when he was crying sitting on that on that place, worst thing he said was that my family stopped respecting me, mm. my parents, and that's why that's the entire reason why I came to Australia. Mm. It was like family stopped respecting me, so I had to show something. And, and imagine it happening to a man that men or women that they work for a long time and then the family says you know good
0: mm. yeah and that's it's that's terrible and uh and we have got to change that so i'm glad you're on the show because we're getting people information to be able to change that so they can get off that treadmill um so let me let me ask you this what's wrong with corporate life um uh, how, and how should people be thinking differently uh, about their lives and careers if they're working for these big corporations? They they thought it was the right thing to do. They're working for these great big companies. Um, what should they be thinking differently uh, so that they don't end up like like our friend Todd here? Yeah.
1: So look, the, there are two parts to it. One is that one is that for people who are passionate about their work in corporate life. They should definitely stay there. There's nothing wrong per se, but they need to play it full. They need to they need to have the attitude of having it all, all. but generally, and there are people like that. I have I, a lot of my clients are like that. They, in fact, majority of my clients still stay there. They still do do the amazing stuff. But the problem is that corporate life just boxes them in this thing. Hmm. You, are too less energetic. You are there. You're not there. You this you there. There's so much of. Negative feedback, which is coming, even in the good, positive environment, it's just terrible. I'll just tell you a little story because I'm like a story guy. There was this guy who was working for Amex, stuck there for eight years. He became a director at Amex at like 33 years of age, and he had the entire world open in front of him. But it's similar to Todd's story. It just went down, 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 finally came to a point where he would be in a meeting with regional head and making a presentation to them every Every quarter or so, and absolutely every time it up. And he stopped caring. He would just shrug his shoulders and say, What uh, whatever? His mm-hmm. presentation would even go one, one, two slides beyond. And he was like, he lost like complete confidence, everything. Then he then we spoke and he was like, I need to do this. Oh, should I do this? It's very expensive. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna do this. In in about six months, five five months, he got awarded with the top three awards at the academics. And nobody in the history of MX ever got all the three awards and that level of promotion together. He mm. was the only guy. And I asked him recently because, because he came to one of the events. And I said, Sahil, do you think you're the only person? He said, I'm 99% confident that the President's Award, the Chairman's Award, the Innovation Award, nobody got them together at the same time. I got it. Then he got promoted from platform services and support. He moved into data warehousing where he has zero data warehousing background. What most people do let me get a certification. And I get certification, certification, certification. This guy, I got that first. Let me just get promoted. Not only that, one year and two months later, now he's being tapped with the chief delivery officer of MX and saying, Sahil, let's talk about your next label, which is SV So I want people to think that this guy is not an exception or somebody getting like three promotions in a year, two years are not an exception, not exceptions. We've all seen those people who are like, Really going up, 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 up and we think, you know, I'm not there. They're like exceptional. I want people to think that they have that possibility. If only, if only they give themselves a chance mm. and that chance the whole start of a whole journey. This is my biggest thing. Whether it's promotion, then they discover as what they want or VP or CEO, what they want, or they want to have their own gig, whatever it is, they need to be the CEO of, of their own line, life. And that process will eventually create that possibility for them that money will actually stop being a big concern. And that will just open up their path to look at, oh, now I have abundance. Now I can actually start investing, create my own economy, do all of these things, various things that people think that they should do. Not mm. a big, big, big message.
0: I love it. I love that story and I love hearing hearing that because again, like you're like you say, you can be successful inside the corporate world. Uh, but you have to go into it with the, with the right mindset and realize that th- this is a this is a box right and they they're, they're going to likely put you in but you've got to figure out your way how do you not play not play in that box how do you push yourself to and again i think what you said was really good which is that you you can't just look at others and say well they're exceptional that's the reason why they're moving up you're exceptional too Right. And I think I think you've got to say that I have that ability as well, too, that I can I can have that and I can have that growth. I can do that as well. So I think that uh, we, we you're right. It's a mindset issue. We limit ourselves uh, based on what we, we we set ourselves saying, well, I'm, I'm just at this level. I'm never going to be a senior vice president or, a you know, I'm never going to be a CEO. Right. and And when you say that you're limiting, it's limiting beliefs that you're creating on yourself. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and one of the things that happens to people, which is really, really bad, is that they go back and they think, ah, oh, all these great people who are doing this, look at them, they are so fat. I'm not mm-hmm. fat. Yeah. Oh, look at them, they're so skinny and I'm pretty healthy. Or, or look at them, they have a bad family life. I have a great family life. So we find these, we find these little good things happening in our life, which is everybody has hopefully. You know, oh, I I can do this, I can do that. And we say, Ah, no, not my value. People think that that, oh, If I'm actually going to make it big there, it will have impact on on my family life. You know, fear of success, as you were talking about earlier, it will have an impact on something. But that's the exact opposite of it. I've seen people who are super successful. When I was in Orlando just few last two weeks back and I saw these entrepreneurs from like 5,000 people, super successful people having actually good body, something which is there, they will live longer because of... Not, not six-pack's six packs body, but because they're taking care of their health, their body. And actually, you could see some of these couples really in love with each other. They're having it all. And these are not exceptional people. Now, I know I am having it all. I am having it all. I was fat. I was upset about every part of, part of my life. I'm I'm 50-year-old in like about 12 days from now. And I, I I take care of my life. I take care of my family. I take care of my, my every part of my life. I'm having it all. It doesn't mean I have to have $10 million or $5 million or $800,000 or or $200,000. It doesn't mean that. It's just that you can have it all. It's possible. The definition of that, the blueprint of that has to go through shit. And honestly, when people feel like, let me be satisfied, I think that's when they say, let me die. Mm. Like when there's something going wrong in the world, which I'm passionate about, as long as that thing is going wrong, How can I be satisfied? I have a responsibility. So I take the dissatisfaction and make it a fire inside me and start impacting people and and be fulfilled in the process every single day. Mm. That's what it's about. If it's in even if it's in corporate life, you know, people can do that. And I know a lot of my clients who suddenly start leading with 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 love and impact within their corporate journey. And they touch people's life in a different way altogether. That's possible completely possible
0: i love it and i love that you talk about the the fitness side of it too i think it's really important we talk a lot about this on that on this podcast so uh and we've had we've had lots of guests on here just talking about the physical side, physical fitness side of it the health side of it and what it does to your rest of your life when you have that under control and it gives you confidence it gives you you know it gives you energy there's so much that goes with it uh and that so you know it's a big part of it. One of our, our major sponsors is my personal trainer. Who sponsors this podcast, so we're we're very much a fitness uh, uh pro, pro fitness here. Uh, I'm 55, by the way, and in the best shape of my life. So so yeah. So I I you know I I truly believe this because I think once you get there, it gives you a lot of confidence for all the other things you got to do in your life. Like if you can overcome like losing weight, that's really hard to do. If you can overcome getting in shape, spending time in the gym, and you know every morning I'm in the gym that, and I overcome that, then I can overcome whatever else that's going to face me as an entrepreneur in life, right? Because it's it's exactly what it gives you that. It gives you a lot of confidence for all the rest of the things you're doing in life. So get that under control, because that's a big part of this, of what you're, what you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love it. So uh, in the book, what, what, what would you call, is there like, give us a quick summary of what the play at full strategy looks like
1: yeah. So look, I think I, I covered it, covered it uh, this, which is the, the triangle of life. That's really the core of this entire thing. The philosophy of the book is that every human being is born to stand tall and be healthy and wealthy in, in mind, spirit and body. That's like on the very first page. And how do you do that? You look at the all the three aspects of your triangle of life, which is your health, your physical health, your vitality, your energy, the passion, the inside you, what you feel on a day to day basis. Second part is a relationship, which is your relationship with yourself. Instead of having an outside in where, oh, I take care of the world, but not myself. Like, it's a surprise how many people I talk to and they have never really done anything for themselves. Hmm. Feeling constrained in life. Like, right? really, live for yourself first and then go beyond. Especially especially from people from Indian subcontinent, that, that area. Oh, sacrifices of virtue there. Mm. And sacrificing even my own high values. So really having this deep connection relationship with yourself, knowing your inner circuit, and then using that to impact your family and then community and the world, why not? Then the third segment is achievement segment, which is about your sense of belongingness, sense of purpose, sense of meaning, sense of impact, and making great amount of money. Why not? Mm. So you know, this is really the summary of it, and that you can actually have it out, played across all aspects of life, because why not? You,
0: kind of to, you know i love it i love it what what advice you know the people are listening in you might have some people that are in corporate right now or that might people who feel maybe stuck in their careers maybe feeling uh they're hearing this and they're saying well it's really good for you guys to talk about it you're you, you've figured it out what like how, what would what, what would you say to them like how how what where would they
1: start to get unstuck well, just talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that is definitely one thing, is that every um, single person there out there has got dissatisfaction in their life, and the entire thing about mindfulness and meditation is trying to make them believe that there's something wrong with them, and they're asking them to suppress it. So one thing I want, I want people to get it is that there's nothing wrong with them. Everybody goes through that. There's nothing wrong with it. There's something wrong with certain aspects of life. There's nothing wrong with that. Life is not about fixing and fixing and fixing and somehow becoming this perfect being. Life is about expanding who you already are. So that's, and I know it's like still at a very high level, but I want people to understand there's nothing wrong with them. Number one. And number two, then take that dissatisfaction and instead of suppressing it down, let it come up, look at it head on and say, I will do something about it today. Mm. So that's 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 the next thing. Make the dissatisfaction and just acknowledge acknowledge that instead of suppressing it, suppressing it. And then after that, understand that if they continue to do what they have always done in Einstein world, Einstein's words, they will always get what they what they want. And they will have to not just get out of their comfort zone, but actually go way out of their comfort zone. Reach out to people who have done it before. Mm, yes, the shortest possible path. I, I know the reason. The biggest reason I failed in my first year, and I did not. John, I had to go through that journey. I didn't have to. Oh, you have to go through the fire to become like steel No, I did not have to. It was stupid. If only I had thought about it that I should get myself a coach, it would have been different. And that's exactly what changed my life completely. Every single time. Every single time when. Something hits the fan. It was somebody else's intervention because in my own forest, I'm just going to see only trees. Mm, yes, I go to see the forest and tell me chop a little bit, go in la- right twenty meters behind those thick shrubberies. There's a path. So really, that's that would be my advice: that do not have to sit there and wait for it to happen. Make it happen.
0: Mm, I love it. Such great words. Such great advice. Capil, uh, how can people find out more about you, uh, the services you offer, and your book?
1: Cool. So look, the the best platform for me is really LinkedIn. I've got okay. around thousand followers. My wife has got twenty five thousand. She writes better content than I do. I guess that's <laughs> the <best. laughs> but but we got there from three hundred. So you know it's a it's a lot. We we share content on it every day. So that's a part which is basically you know stay connected there. You know definitely. Connect rather than just follow, just connect. That is one part. Second part, John. I I, I put this uh, I put this entire link um, for pe- people in po- people who basically see these podcasts. Because one of the things I feel is what people need, what people have is situational confidence, but not psychological confidence, hmm. which is so I put put this like there's a lot of stuff, but I put this training for people, this is a video training for about an hour or so. And then there's also a goal setting in a different way. So, if they just go to plateful.com, which is, you know, it's like plateful, like plateful, (laughs) you know, plateful.com slash podcast special, they'll be able to go through the entire training and they will, they'll be able to, and they will, they they have a way in which they can connect with me there as well. But if they just go to this plateful.com slash podcast special, that's it. They they can, they can, they can do that. Um, My book is on Amazon. They can take a look at it and, and, you know, get it from there if they want to. Uh, but I would say start with the start with the a podcast a special link, because that solves at least one problem. Instead of solving the entire world hunger problem, it solves one problem. And I promise them, I can promise them that that the confidence will go through the roof. And it's not just motivational because I don't like motivation. I think I mean I like motivation, but motivation is very effervescent. It just comes and goes. It actually talks about the actual concrete action that they can take to to actually feel the conviction the, the conviction and confidence in their heart that i deserve greatness
0: that's fantastic. Well, I really appreciate that. We're going to put links in the show notes for all of those resources, but take take a look at that um the one uh, the podcast special link. We'll put that in there so that you can get started. Uh that's a great resource and uh, I really appreciate Kapil that you put that in there so we'll we'll make that available for everybody on the, in the show notes. So Kapil, thank you very much for coming on the show and sharing your journey, sharing your story and giving people some hope uh, that they are not stuck and they can get unstuck and they can uh, move forward uh in their life uh and and really make that triangle bigger. I like that make that bigger. Don't don't live in a small triangle. Make that bigger and uh I encourage people who are listening in go to these resources and figure it out especially if you're feeling stuck uh in your role today. Go out there and don't be stuck. Make your triangle bigger. So Kapil, thank you for coming on the show and sharing all this.
1: Thank you so much for John for having me here today. It's really been amazing talking to you. Look, I want to I wanna end with this, this one quote from Brennan Brown, which just really, really touched something in here, which is that she said, The days for engineering is small, the days of engineering smallness in your life are over.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that would be my big message.
0: That is very powerful. Well, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing that and uh, sharing everything else in the show. So thank you very much. Thank you, John. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share so we can continue to build a world with better bosses. Until next time, this is John Rennie saying take care and lead well.